If you missed any part of the morning show with Johnny and Ken, well, this is where you can catch yourself up. Or if you just want to relive all of those award-winning moments, you can do that with this wonderful podcast. And it's made possible by our friends at Lake Michigan College. Connect to your future. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. We are really excited because we've got a special guest in here this morning. Ken, would you like to introduce this uh, wonderful person? Absolutely. United States Representative Tim Wahlberg. Thanks for joining us this morning. Good to be with you. He represents the 5th District of uh, Michigan in Congress. Uh, that's Branch, Cass, Hillsdale, Jacksonville, Lewini, Monroe, St. Joe counties, plus Berrien, Calhoun, and parts of uh, Kalamazoo County. That's a lot. How long did it take you to memorize all those counties? Well, uh, I had seven of them already. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so we, we, of the ten, it was pretty easy to memorize. It's just uh, all of the towns to learn the names. Dwajek, you know, I, mm-hmm. it's yeah. not Dwajek. No. I had to learn that. No, some of the TV people still call it Dwajek, but yeah. Dwajek is good. Dwajek, and, and I've also had to learn that I can't... Uh, Take aim at Notre Dame University like I used to. <laughs> Feel free. It's fine. I, I, was, I was trained as a young man uh, growing up on the south side of Chicago by my dad. Wonderful Christian guy, but he says there's two things you can hate. One, the New York Yankees. <laughs> and two... Notre Dame, because they always somehow get it get it over the Big Ten, and that's not uh, proper. So now I'm learning that I can't be that way anymore. But I've also learned that I can be still be a strong Cubs fan uh, over right. on this side of the state. Yeah. So that's that's cool. Um, it's okay if you trash the Cubs. We're fine with that. We're well, the I love Detroit the Cubs. Tigers station. So no, no that's <laughs> I'm fine. Detroit Tigers as well. But uh, fortunately, they're in different leagues. Um, but it would be interesting to see. Uh, the Cubs and the Tigers in a World Series someday. Oh, yeah. Oh, we can go. always dream yeah, that that can. happens. <laughs> so nearly eight months into the new district, how are, are you How are you enjoying the new the new makeup of the district? You know, I, this, this could sound like pandering, but it isn't. I love it. Uh, as I said, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, and my mm-hmm. family would bring us over on a Saturday to Warren Dunes occasionally and climb uh, Pikes Peak, and that's, that's, a, that's a parking lot now. Uh, <laughs> But to be have that in my district is yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Lake Michigan, uh, I arguably Lake Erie is a better fishery, mm. and I love the fish. Uh, we have walleye and perch and all of the rest over there in Lake Erie, but yeah. uh, you don't have the beaches uh, yeah. that you have here on Lake Michigan, and just the just the vista. Um, and then to have I had the uh, arguably um, the. Uh, 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 an agriculture district in my last district, which was number one in the state. Now it's, you can't argue, it's the most diverse ag district in the state of Michigan. Absolutely. Uh, from soup to nuts, as it were, you know, from <laughs> from vineyards and, and fruits and vegetables to cash crops, potatoes, and all of the animal husbandry, especially on the, on the east side of the state and the central part of my district. So that's cool. Um, it, it, it's it's a, uh, a lot of windshield time for yeah. me. Uh, getting across uh, between Lake Erie and Lake Michigan. Yes. Um, but um, the people are good. And this is, uh, I got to admit, this is the first district I've ever represented, either in the state house or now in the U.S. house, that is an, a Republican district. Ah. Uh, I've always had swing districts. Okay. And uh, two times in my life, it was the number one target from the Democrats in the entire nation. And uh, they took me out. Uh, after my first term in Congress, spent two years in R&R and mm-hmm. then retook the, the seat in 2010 and came back. 
Um, but having a University of Michigan bedroom community, Michigan State bedroom community, Michigan government bedroom community in my district made it a challenge. And we had to spend a lot of time in town halls trying to educate people on why uh, I believe the position as a conservative was the best for this country that gave freedom, opportunity, choice, and accountability with responsibility to individual free citizens. And uh, we saw Monroe County, which was represented by John Dingle, Mm -hmm. uh, the lion of the house uh, with, uh, with uh, I mean, arguably as, as a Democrat, an old time Democrat, um, had an impact upon the state and will have it for many years to come. But Monroe County was not uh, Tim Wahlberg territory when I first came in. It was John Dingle territory. And now it's become the most um, supportive county in my district. And I'm hoping that after this term of office, uh, other counties like Berrien County will be a strong supporter of mine as well because of our efforts to try to say, here's what we believe America is. Here's why we, we believe the Constitution is such a wonderful document. Here's why we ought to stick close to that and um, why we have to limit our government. Uh, and in limit, limiting it, we can give more opportunity for people to succeed. Let's talk about some of those efforts that you're up to. Uh, first, maybe uh, you, your Congress is on recess for August, mm -hmm. the typical August break. So you're spending time with constituents. What are you focused on? What are you hearing? Well, we're focused on several things. One, seeing what's taking place here in, in as many uh, aspects of the district as possible. Yesterday, <laughs> I spent most of my morning in jail. Ah, that's, uh, a, that's rough. At the, we uh, spent our ways that we spent our days that way too. Barron no, County no, no. Jail, and seeing that, and it's an old facility. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing how well it's kept up, but it's it's a challenge. And uh, Sheriff Bailey, um, under Sheriff Chuck Height, um, and their their team seem to do a great job. Uh, it was sad, you know, looking at the faces of those that are incarcerated there now, mm -hmm. and seeing a hopelessness in some of them. Uh, it shouldn't be that way in this country, and uh, we're missing some things. And so, there is a need for strong law enforcement. I'm not a defund the police guy. I'm give the I'm I'm a guy that says let's give the police what they need, hold them accountable for it. But nonetheless, uh, one of the one of the key things of government is protecting its people and making sure laws are carried out in the proper way. So that was that was good to be there and then to have some time with um, the, the command team to hear what they need, what they're doing, the challenges they have. Um, we have uh, today our first senior fair uh, over in the west part of. Uh, this district, and that'll be in Buchanan. Okay. Um, and uh, we try to do senior fairs, veterans fairs, um, and then, of course, we do our, our annual uh, military academy days, uh, finding the best and the brightest who have a desire to go through the military academy route. And we've been impressed and encouraged when you see young people like that, you know there's hope for America. With seniors, there are a lot of challenges that they have. Mm. Inflation has eaten up any type of cost of living increase in the Social Security. Their Medicare is a challenge. And so we look forward to meeting with them and our staff will be there to provide insights into what can be of help to them. Um, we have town halls coming up. We've had a number of town halls in the west part of this district already. Most recent one, I think it was in New Buffalo. And um, people were incredulous that we do town halls. I like town halls. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's because I was a wrestler in high school and college and like to tie it up a little bit at times. <laughs> uh, these town halls have been a little bit more boring because this is a conservative part of the state. We're and very polite. 
Yeah, and and <laughs> can be, and they agree with me in most <laughs> cases, and uh, so uh, I've, I've I've threatened my staff. We've got to find some controversy. To, <laughs> oh, we can help with that too to develop it. So those things we do, and we have uh, uh, some town halls coming up uh, in Marshall, um, which is. Uh, a county, Calhoun County, is back in my district. I represent, represented my first four years in Congress and then lost them under the, the last redistricting. And uh, John Dingle told me when I said, uh, you know, I, I have Monroe, your county. I'm losing Calhoun County. I have a lot of friends over there. He says, one thing I've learned in Congress over the years is that you never give away a friend. Hmm. So I'm not going to give away Monroe, though I'm not going to get in your way in Monroe. And you shouldn't give away Calhoun County. Uh, and I'm glad I didn't because now I have them back. Okay. Um, so we have an opportunity there. Of course, in Marshall, you have that great challenge now with Ford uh, developing an EV plant there with mm-hmm. Chinese involvement. And that's a concern to me, frankly. And last week I had a strong meeting with uh, Jim Farley, head of Ford. Um, we didn't come to blows, but it was it was a strong meeting, and it ended very good, very positive, uh, with a willingness to work together. Yeah, but tell us about your concern there. My so, concern I mean, is that fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes from a, a key drone facility installation at the Air National Guard base and Camp Custer in Battle Creek, you have Chinese. Uh, CCP related entity because if they are a company that comes over here and does a contract with America they have to have approval of the CCP and they were required they were required uh, under penalty of law that they must report any intelligence they gather over here mm. now we see so many uh, instances of of Chinese development going on near our ports near our military installations I saw uh, a brand new Chinese uh, operation going in in uh, Djibouti, just down from one of our key uh, military bases there in the Middle East. Um, and I wondered why, why this happens. But in America, we've got them in California, we've got them next to Camp Pendleton, we've got them uh, developing other places around this country near our military installa- installations. Why? Well, I think the common sense answer ought to be it's probably because they think they can gain some intelligence and with the cyber issues that we face with China all the time for Ford, and they say this is the best battery, this will be a battery that's more affordable, um, the technology uh, we don't have yet. And, you know, when I say to Jim Farley, listen, why why don't we take the time to innovate and develop something even better than that? And I think Ford's capable of doing that, but I also understand that they have to compete. And when the government is pushing them the EV route, mm-hmm. For them to hear me say, well, push back. <laughs> Nobody's asking me for an EV. Yeah. And most people that have EV, it's a second it's a second vehicle. And they have their ICE internal combustion engine car to take the trips up to Mackinac Island or, mm-hmm. or to pull their, their camper. Um, so push back a bit. Same thing I've said to our energy providers. Push back. Tell us the truth. I said in an energy and commerce committee... I know for a fact we don't have the infrastructure to power up these batteries. We don't have an infrastructure to uh, transmit the power. Um, we uh, will have California problems if we go this direction and, and brownouts. And uh, either we won't be able to cook our, our dinner on a, 
on electric stove that our energy secretary wants us to have or power our vehicles. We saw that last year in California where Gavin Newsom said, well, folks, don't power up EVs tonight because we don't have the power. So all of that goes on, and, and it, I get it that, that Ford wants to do this, but a Chinese entity uh, gives me a bit of pause mm-hmm. when they worked with Korean entities in other plants down south building EVs. Uh, why don't we do that and push back on China to boot? So that's a concern. I I'd love to have 2,500 jobs in Marshall area. Yeah. But I also like national security, and I think that comes first. Talking with Congressman Tim Wahlberg. He's joined us this morning on the WSJM Morning Show. Congressman, when you asked for those assurances to protect our national security, what did Ford say? They get it. They say, but we don't think this is a problem. Um, we, we don't believe that this company is there for any purposes. They are not uh, specifically connected to the CCP. And then I go back and I say things like, well, what about TikTok? Mm. Uh, the, the head of TikTok lied to me and told me that he had, there was no relationship of the, of the information they get with control by the Chinese government. Then we find out, yes, there is. And then we find out with this Marshall uh, cattle um, CTL um, entity that they... Um, have a leader connected with them that separated himself directly from cattle, but the source of some of the materials for developing of the battery that cattle does, he heads that up and he's still on the board connecting to cattle and he's a member of the CCC party, mm-hmm. CCP party. Um, so... Don't tell me that there's no relationship there. Yeah. And we know that when the enemy, at least our military says, when the enemy tells you what they're going to do, believe them. It's the first principle. So if China says they're going to take over the United States, believe them. And how they do that, they've said they'll do it without firing a shot. They'll do it from inside. I think it's a concern to be 15 minutes from our military installation with um, a consulting company that's there running the operations. And we're talking with uh, Congressman Tim Wahlberg. Uh, should we talk about aliens real quick? <laughs> we talked about this that so we wanted to throw this out there. We can talk. We, we can talk. Um, can we talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it. You know, there's there's so much to talk about in the United States. It's it's a challenge right now. Yeah, Inflation sure. being one of them. Yeah. Um, overspending uh, our our military challenges that we have. Uh, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, the perspectives going on there. Um, the overtaking of our military potentially in, in ability by China with what they're developing, our energy issues. But we have concerns about UFOs, and I get that. Um, there are people that are concerned that we don't have the truth being told to us by our military installations, our entities out there. What's going on? Why do we have evidences of UFOs? And now someone who's connected directly in the military says we have biologics that mm-hmm. that are... Not human. Not human origin. Uh, what are they? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't sit any, on any committee sure. that deals with those, but um, there probably ought to be somebody looking at it. If, if, it's, if it's some testing that's going on by our military, 
uh, and they're trying to keep it secret. There are certain things we ought to keep secret, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. from our enemies. Um, but then the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. So that's where the people come in and say, we want to know what's going on. Yeah. And so I think it was appropriate to have hearings on it. Um, um, I'm not too worried about it. I'm worried about more things than sure. what aliens might be doing out there. And I've not seen one yet. Um, <laughs> okay. That's going to be news. That's going to be the I'll let you know if story. I see one. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and I mean, if you look at it, the role of Congress, one of the roles of Congress is oversight. Uh, House Oversight Committee had this hearing on the UFO recovery program. Who knows how much money they're spending yeah. and what are they spending it on? Are they cleaning up alien debris? Are they cleaning up regular debris? Where's the money actually going? Is it another Iran Contra? So, or, is it, or is it an outside source? Is it China? Is yeah. It, you know, um, what could it be? Uh, yeah, the, certainly pe some people ought to be taking a look at it, but Right now, I think the majority of our citizens ought to really be more concerned about why we're spending so much, why inflation is so high, why government is taking more control, why we're not allowing parents to uh, have a say over their kids and be informed about if they want to uh, become a transgender male or female. And uh, those are things I think we have direct responsibility for. Talking about Congress and, and uh, some of the functionality or dysfunctionality, as it were, you're going to come back in September, try to get some spending bills done. I think you've got one through the House, none through the Senate. Uh, you got to get it done by October 1st. Otherwise, you face another government shutdown. How's yeah. it going to go? Yeah, we don't want a shutdown. Uh, I've never been a proponent of shutdown. And every time we've had a shutdown, it ends up worse. And so I would tell my colleagues, as I have... Um, as an old guy on the team there. I've been through these. Uh, I've even helped one of those start for a shutdown in my first term, thinking that that's what conservatives do. We hold a line. We fight for uh, as close to 100% as we can get. And if it means a shutdown to force them to come our way, so be it. And then I find out, just as the speaker told us that time, it doesn't come our way. We always end up with a worse deal. So offer the best deal you can offer right now that you can get through your chamber. In this case, the Republican majority is the only majority that Michigan knows about right now. That's the House majority in, in, in Congress. And we only have four votes to spare. Um, so that makes it difficult to get it through. So I would say to some of my colleagues who are saying we, we cannot accept anything but the best, I'll say that's wonderful. But in the end, we have to get a strong bill through so we have the negotiating chits in place with the Senate to say, yeah, we get it. We got to compromise some degree, but we're starting from a higher plane and moving down to a line that we can't go past. If we say now we have to have 100%, number one, you're not going to get all the Republicans to support it. You've got New York Republicans who are sitting in Democrat seats for the first time and they're voting 60 to 80% with us. And as Reagan said, that's a win. Take it and then go back for the rest later on. Um, and we can't put them in such hot seats that we get what we wanted, but we lose those seats next time around. And we have a Democrat that will vote with us 20% of the time. Um, and so that's the challenge. And I'm hoping that having got uh, gotten the military construction and VA bill and related agencies bill through, which is probably the easiest one to get through. Got that through the House, very strong bill. The Senate pushed theirs out. That'll go to conference committee over the August recess. 
Hopefully it will come out, but it'll also give time to, for our speaker and others to negotiate with our team to say, let's, let's be serious about the next 11 bills. Some of them are going to be very difficult. Um, but we put in place with the debt ceiling hike, we put in spending reform that said, if we, if we can get to January and we've been negotiating on all these bills, there hasn't been a shutdown, then automatically if those 12 bills aren't passed by January, we go to an immediate CR, continuing resolution, with no limit or date on it, so there's no shutdown, um, at, at a 99% level of last year's spending. So you get a 1% cut automatically. But then as I say to my colleagues, that's good, but you get every bit of garbage that's already in the spending plan yeah. that the Democrats love. So why don't we think seriously and go for 80% of what we want and come out with a win and get rid of some of those abusive programs and agencies and policies in place and live to fight another battle next time around um, and, and, and have strong wins for our, our people. But we'll see what happens. We're talking with Congressman Tim Wahlberg. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Can we get a question in on Trump? Question you, on the presidential can. campaign? You, you, you control the, <laughs> the time here. So, so uh, you've endorsed Trump. The entire Michigan Republican congressional delegation has endorsed uh, Donald Trump for the 2024 presidential election uh, campaign. How is that going to play out? Is he going to be the the nominee? Well, endorsing him, I'd, I'd, I'd hope that people think that I believe he's going to be our nominee. Um, and then the next question is, why in the world would you want him as, as a nominee? Um, the only thing I can say is that there is only one person in the race thus far on the Republican side, and certainly we've seen that Joe Biden isn't capable of running this country, right? We've had the longest standing inflation and it's, he talks about it going down, but still not to where it was. Um, high gas prices still, all of the rest. Uh, the world situation is in, in turmoil, I think, because it lacks the American leadership. Uh, so we only know one candidate for sure that has policies that, when implemented, work. There are a number of good candidates. DeSantis has done a great job in, in, in Florida as governor, but he's not done that for the entire United States. Tim Scott, a good friend of mine, Mike Pence, good friend of mine, uh, all have capabilities, but nobody has a record that you can point to and say they did it. Trump is the only one that has a record that he did it on the economy, he did it on national security, he did it on energy. We were totally energy independent. He had the border secured. I was there to see that. I was there to see twice this year already that it isn't secured, what's going on. So we know that he can do the job. And I tell people, um, if you put a bag over the candidates' heads and you just looked at their policy record, you'd vote for Trump. Um, why? Because it worked for America. He also is the only one that on day one can come in, doesn't have to look for the bathroom in the White House. <laughs> he, has, he has on file uh, the cell phones, probably memorized, for Putin, for Xi, for Un, uh, and the world, at the very least, is scared of him at what he might do or could do with the power that he has. And I think there's an intense respect. So that's why I endorsed him. I think that's why my colleagues endorsed him. Plus, as far as I know, he's the only candidate that has called any of us and asked for that endorsement. 
Yeah, the no labels effort. How big of a factor is it if if Biden and Trump are on the ticket? Congressman Fred Upton and others with the no labels effort have said we're going to run a third can, a third party. Well, that's that's the that's potential. And that's the freedom that we have here. Uh, I just remember Ross Perot, and I don't want that to happen again. Um, I think, though, in the end, if it is if it is a Biden Trump matchup again, I think people are going to say I don't want to take a chance on Biden getting a second term. Um, and so I'm going to hold my nose and I'm going to vote for the guy that only has four years. He can't be here for eight years. He can only be four years, but I know in those four years, he'll do everything he possibly can do to put America first and put us back on track again. And I think in the end, there will be some quote, never Trumpers that will say, well, I'm willing to do it one more time because this is too dangerous of a situation we live in in this country right now. We don't want to make make a mistake, and I'm hoping that's the case. I, Fred and I would disagree on that. Uh, Fred and I are good friends. I think he did a lot of great work while he was in Congress for the 30, 36 years he was there. His constituents seem to think so, at least the majority of them. And uh, but we differ on that. I think uh, while I'm a Washingtonian that believes that we never should have had parties, we have them, and the Republican Party is the closest to the ideals of the Constitution. And I think that's where we stand. Congressman Tim Wahlberg joining us this morning. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Great to be with you. Enjoyed meeting your son <laughs> while, while he was in, in uh, Washington interning in the Financial Service oh, yeah. Committee. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah Stuart enjoyed, enjoyed meeting you. He, he was texting me, oh, I'm going to meet the congressman. This is great. I'm going to meet the congressman. What should I ask him? And I said, eh, it's up to you. Whatever you want to do. Wow. That's, that's, that's good advice. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Great. Well, thank thank you, you so much for appreciate coming it. by. Good to meet you guys.